This episode is brought to you by ActiveCampaign. Build your email sequence, schedule campaigns, generate landing pages, and send great emails to stay in front of your audience and offer exactly what they want to see. I've tried every email service provider out there, and ActiveCampaign is by far my favorite to use, and it's been the most effective. You can start your free 14-day Active Campaign trial today. Just go to michellecarawana.com slash tools and select Active Campaign, or head right to the show notes for the direct link to your free 14-day trial for Active Campaign. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, playmakers, I have a very important play of the day for you today, and Paying close attention can help prevent a disaster in your business over the next two years, especially. One that I've seen play out all too often in real-life businesses every single day, just like yours. So let's dive in. Many popular podcasts and marketing gurus these days, including myself, often tell you to choose a primary platform to post content on and grow when you're getting started. And as I've mentioned previously, there are really two different kinds of platforms. Social media is one type. So this includes Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, those sorts of things. It's generally quicker to see success on social media and gain a following. But the shelf life of your posts, unless it goes viral, is usually very short, like way less than a day. On some platforms, it's even just a few minutes. The next kind of platform is a search engine platform. So content that is searchable and generally gives you more long-term results as in years of inbound traffic, though it does typically take much longer to achieve significant results with this type of search engine marketing. Search engine marketing includes things like blogging and YouTube, and some may even throw Pinterest into the mix since that too is a search engine. Now, if you're an OG of my podcast or YouTube channel, you already know which I personally prefer, but this episode is not meant to get up on that soapbox again, because been there, done that. Both social and search engine marketing have their places in a holistic marketing plan for a local business like yours, and everyone is different and finds different types of content more joyful, and easy to create. And a truly healthy marketing strategy will use both, which which we're going to discuss in just a bit. So again, just to reiterate, we are not here today to argue the pros and cons of social media versus search engine marketing. But just because this isn't one of those episodes doesn't mean this isn't going to be a cautionary tale. So I know it's Monday, but bear with me because I have a little exercise I want you to do to really highlight the importance of today's episode. Now, of course, don't do this if you're driving. If you're behind the wheel, please, please keep your eyes open. 
But for everyone else, just take a minute and close your eyes. And I want your full attention. Now, think of that one platform where you get the most inbound leads or sales from or where you most easily reach your customers, where you've connected with the most customers, where you know that when you post, you'll see a boost in sales or at the very least engagement and followers. That one platform that you've spent the most time and effort on, the one you've poured your heart and soul into. All right, are you thinking of it? It's probably Facebook or Instagram for most listeners, if that helps. And if you've opened your eyes, come back to me and close them again, because here's the most important part. Now, I want you to imagine waking up to that very account disabled, gone. No real reason or explanation given, because that's typically how it works. No chance to appeal or a chance to appeal, but you don't hear back right away. And there's no customer service line to call. And it doesn't have to be your entire Instagram or Facebook account. It could also be your ad account for either or maybe even your Google ads account. How do you feel? Did your stomach just drop? Did you just say, holy shit, my sales are about to plummet? Or how will I run my business without this platform? Did you panic and maybe check your phone to make sure I didn't just speak this into existence and breathe a sigh of relief when you saw that your account was just fine? If any of these thoughts or actions I threw out there sound a little too familiar, this episode is for you. So often, we as small business owners are guilty of choosing just one platform and then never expanding once we get the hang of it, which is an important next step of that popular strategy that often gets recommended that I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode. And let me tell you, this does happen every day. It's not an urban legend. My account, my Instagram account, got completely disabled last year and I had to start from scratch just because I didn't tag a quote-unquote business partner in a post. And technically, this wasn't even a business partner. It was not sponsored content. It was just something that I was recommending. It was not sponsored, nothing like that. But Instagram said, oh, you're not disclosing a partnership, disabled. No chance to appeal, nothing like that. It was just final decision. And I did eventually get it back, but it took over two months and there was no communication or anything like that from Instagram during this time. Just two months later, I happened to log into my phone and I saw that my old Instagram account was back after I spent so much time and effort and money starting from scratch. And they just said, oops, it was a mistake, our bad. And I have seen ad accounts and YouTube accounts and so many inbound marketing channels get disabled over the last few weeks, especially, as I mentioned in Friday's episode. And most of the time, it's incorrectly, just like what happened to me. And a big reason for that is, again, as I mentioned on Friday's episode, we are nearing the midterm elections. And over the next two years, we are going to have to stomach another presidential election. And Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, none of these channels want to risk their own businesses like Facebook did in the 2012 and 2016 elections and 2020 elections when they were fined millions and millions of dollars and Zuckerberg had to appear in front of Congress. 
So they're going to play it safe. And if that means disabling the accounts of small businesses who rely on them to generate sales and leads, so be it in their eyes at least. Even if you do nothing wrong, your accounts are all at risk. And these platforms rely heavily on artificial intelligence to flag accounts and they make mistakes. So yes, you may get your account back like I did on appeal, but it could take months. And as we head into many of our busy busy seasons, that is just a risk that I would not want to take if I was you. Okay, so now for the point of this episode, because no, the point of this episode was not just to put a pit in your stomach. It was to give you a plan of action so your business does not need to come to a screeching halt if this does happen to you. Okay, so here's your plan of action. I'm going to give you five quick tips, and then we're going to get into more detail in future episodes. But for today, number one, if you use Facebook and Instagram ads, go back and listen to my last episode, episode 129. I'm going to link it in the show notes and create backup ad accounts and do a reread of Facebook and Instagram's terms and conditions for advertisers and listen to the tips that I share in that episode. It's like 15 minutes long, but I promise you it's worth your time. All right, number two, if you rely heavily on a social media platform like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, make sure you are cross-pollinating these channels so your followers are reachable in multiple places. So for example, if you're doing a contest, make it platform specific. So do it on Instagram, for example, and then share it on Facebook and remind people that in order to enter, they need to follow you on Instagram or vice versa. If you have channel specific content like behind the scenes videos and you only share those on reels or something like that, make sure you say that on your other channels like Facebook. People typically won't follow you on multiple channels if you don't give them a reason to or if you're not posting channel-specific content that they might be interested in. Constantly share reasons why people should follow you in multiple places. Again, more on this in future episodes. All right, tip number three. Speaking of multiple places, we should also be working to get all of our followers, regardless of platform, onto our email lists. Because as you know from dozens of past episodes of mine, our email list is something we own, unlike social media platforms or followings. So go back and listen to episode one of this podcast, again, I'll link it in the show notes, for exactly how to do that. But the point here is get people from your social media channels and your search engine channels onto your email list. And then number four, speaking of email lists, make sure you are downloading your email list at least once a month. Set a reminder, put it in Asana, whatever you have to do, download it at least once a month. Not only can you use these lists as warm custom audiences for high converting Facebook and Instagram ads, which again, more about that in a future episode, but downloading your list will ensure that if your email service provider ever has an outage, when you need to send something out, that you won't encounter much of a disruption or any disruption. So for example, I use ActiveCampaign as my email service provider. 
if they have a 12-hour outage during my launch, which has happened, I can simply upload my latest list onto something like MailChimp, another email service provider, and send out whatever I need to send out. And my customers will be none the wiser and my sales won't suffer. And then tip number five, have an alternative form of payment or way for customers to book. So many outages also happen with websites and event booking softwares and things like that. So take the time to learn now how to create invoices or payment links in a different system. So if you do encounter this, it's not catastrophic. So for example, we used Occasion to book parties for a while. However, they had a ton of outages and bugs and weird things happen. Because of that, I learned how to create an invoice and payment link in both Stripe, which is a payment gateway that we had to use anyways, and QuickBooks. Again, both systems I was already using for different things to prevent myself from having to learn something new in a moment of panic or to prevent my business from losing sales in the event of an outage. The point of this episode and these five tips is to reduce your business risk in the event of any disruption. We do not want all of our eggs in one basket in any facet of our business, but especially in the ways we grow our sales and communicate with our customers. There are a ton of other strategies you can use to use your current channels to grow others to help move towards that healthy, holistic marketing strategy I mentioned, which as I've said several times, we will absolutely get into in future episodes. But in order to do that, in order to get there, you needed this little gut check, reality check first. So your play of the day today is to figure out which platform you would be most panicked to lose and use these five tips to, again, mitigate that risk and start creating a more sustainable business. So this is really the foundational episode that we're going to build on again and again. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And if you found this episode helpful, the best way to show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I will see you right back here on Wednesday.